Uh, Maggie, where did we come up with this idea for doing this tonight? Well, I, th I think it was actually, something you did. <laughs> well, actually, it was because I took a couple of years of speech therapy. And as part of sort of my final exam for my second year of the speech therapy, they asked me to put together a, a small a talk about um, and using my female voice. And I could pick any topic I wanted to. And so I decided to talk about how voice is, while it's important, it's not everything there is to being about, to about being a woman and about being perceived as a woman. And so it evolved from what they thought was going to be a 10 minute talk to about a 30 minute talk, <laughs> but it was an eye opener even for them. And they were female therapists. And so um, we sort of took that idea and ran with it and hope we've uh, added some things to it and uh, updated some things to it. And uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll um, be good. It'll be of help to you. Good. Well, it looks like we have eight or nine ladies on. We'll get started in just about a minute. This is great. And by the way, we are best friends. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, Maggie, do you want to go ahead and get started? It looks like we, we now have 10 ladies. It's eight o'clock. Would okay. you like to get started? I think so. We can do that. Okay, great. Well, welcome everyone. It's Trans Tuesday, our favorite day of the month, of the <laughs> favorite day of the week. <laughs> um, and this is a Trans Tuesday takeover from your regular host, Cassandra Storm. So we're taking over tonight. I'm Linda Ann, and this is my best friend, Maggie. Um, and tonight our discussion is entitled Just What Women Do. Um, now, since we're on Zoom, you're not all of, and we can't see you, you please type in any questions you may have into the Facebook chat, and then we'll pause after probably the first 10 or 15 minutes, we'll take a pause, and we'll, then we will check your questions. So please, as things arise, please put questions in, but please recognize we have to pause first to see your questions, but we will get to your questions. It will take periodic breaks. So type away, ladies, <laughs> and we'll get to you. Um, Maggie? Now, for those of, those of you who are joining us for the first time, My Feminine Heart is transforming the lives of trans women through sisterhood. My Feminine Heart is a private member, social, online club, and we hold weekly online events called Trans Tuesday that are a mix of Zoom socials, interviews, and live interactive talk shows that are led by the sisters of my feminine heart, just like this every Tuesday mm -hmm. at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Now, our membership is currently open if you'd like to join us. So you can do that by visiting myfeminineheart.com and to find the link to sign up at the top of the page. So why are we here tonight? Well, as transgender women, most of us just simply want to be accepted by society as female. So tonight's presentation, we're gonna focus on some specific skills Maggie and I believe are important to fitting in as a woman in today's world. We'll be focusing on two primary concepts, one being our appearance 
and the other being our communications. And we'll talk more about each of those concepts because there's a lot more than you may realize as we dig down into both of those concepts. And as we give, go along, we'll give you some suggestions regarding things that you can do to be more convincing as a female. Now, Maggie and I are not experts on this. However, we thought it would be good to share the lessons we've learned and the skills we've honed over time. Now with Maggie, that's a very long time. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Linda. <laughs> now, before starting, to transition just a few years ago, I had spent literally, she's right, decades um, presenting as a female in public. And at first, just like every girl new to the scene, I was afraid of being clocked or read to be seen as the guy in the dress. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I kept my head down and I refused to interact with people, only talking mm -hmm. only when I had to. But over time, I began to realize two very important facts. And the first is that people in their day-to-day -day lives tend to be focused on the task at hand, what they're doing at the moment. They're not thinking about anything else, just the task at hand. And secondly, that people, as they go about their business, most often tend to see what they expect to see. So if you're in a store and other people are not, again, walking around trying to look for the guy in the dress, unless they're weird. Um, if you look and you act like most other people you will be just seen as just another shopper. Mm -hmm. And that's all we really want. We want to be perceived as just another woman. Mm -hmm. So how do we accomplish that? Well, I'm going to tell you a story. It's true, though. One day, I was pushing my cart down the aisle of a local Walmart, and I came to the intersection at the same time as a man coming from a different direction. We both stopped. One of us had to give. So I smiled at him and I looked and I said, I'm sorry. And I jumped across to the other side. But then I began to wonder, why did I say I'm sorry? So I started to listen to what other women did given the same situation. And while some women would say, excuse me, someone, some women would say, pardon me, almost most of them said, I'm sorry. Why? What do we have to be sorry about? So I was relating this story to one of my girlfriends later that evening, and she immediately jumped on me and she said, well, you shouldn't have apologized. She said, women have been doing that for far too long. I said, okay, but why? And she said, I don't know. It's just what women do. <laughs> so to blend in as women, we need to focus on two general areas. That's appearance and communications. So let's focus first on 
appearance. When most people think about their appearance, typically they only think about their physical looks or their clothing. Trans women, especially those who can only be themselves on occasion, typically want to get all dolled up as much as possible whenever possible. However, for the purposes of being perceived and blending in as a woman, we need to balance that desire to look as feminine as possible, but yet not draw undue attention to ourselves. So, best example, don't go to Walmart in high heels, or at least if you do, use narrow heels. In fact, if you don't know how to walk well in heels, and you're not well practiced, then you should avoid using them as much as possible. Dressing slightly better than everybody else in the store is okay, no matter what store you're in. Especially, it, it depends on the time and the place. For example, if you, go, if you go into a grocery store salad bar at 12 o'clock, dressed in heels and a skirt and, and a nice blouse, they're just going to think you're just a professional woman from one of the mm -hmm. local offices trying to get her lunch. But ladies, please wear clothes that are, and hairstyles that are appropriate mm -hmm. to your age. For example, wear clothing that accentuates your hips, like an A-line skirt or dress or wear clothing that minimizes the narrowness of your hips, such as a cardigan sweater, or use shapewear to supplement your hips and your behind. And ladies, please, if you, any of your clothes have shoulder plaids, please remove them. Now, when it comes to makeup, tend towards a modest or understated look. Don't look like you're going to go out to a, a gala at 12 o'clock in the mm -hmm. afternoon. And for those of you with a more masculine face, there are plenty of tutorials online that can help you through the use of hairstyling and makeup to hide many of those mm -hmm. masculine features. Mm -hmm. But appearance isn't simply about how we physically look. Appearance is also about how we're perceived by others. There are three very important other things we need to consider when talking about appearance. Their movement, body language, and confidence. Maggie, can you start us off with a few thoughts on your own movement? Okay. Well, the bottom line is, ladies, that female anatomy is different from that as men. No. <laughs> So women move differently than, than men do. Their hips are generally wider. So they walk with a little bit more of a wiggle, which I think maybe in our earlier years we thought was rather attractive. Um, but their strides are shorter because they are shorter as a rule. Now there are areas where men and women will, all, will overlap in their movement. For example, Men and women will stand with their um, legs maybe a little bit apart, okay? But women are generally the only ones who will stand with their legs together, their feet together, their legs together. So 
to better blend in in public, go for the movement that is more specific to the female. Mm -hmm. So a key point to remember is when walking, slow it down and take those shorter strides. Walk upright, keep your shoulders straight and level when walking and no ape walking ladies. Keep your elbows against your body and turn your palms slightly forward when you're walking. Walk with your legs as close as you can get them together, especially when moving up and down stairs. This will also give you the added benefit of having a little bit more wiggle mm -hmm. to your hips. Mm -hmm. But avoid the model strut. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. one letting foot over the other and over the other mm -hmm. like that, because you will stand out. Mm -hmm. And if you're walking in heels, you're likely to fall <laughs> over. Now, try to keep your legs together when you're getting out of a car and into a car. And when stooping, you should dip, mm -hmm. bending your knees, maybe moving them to the side, and but keeping your knees together. Mm -hmm. And when picking up items that are even moderately heavy, use both your hands. Now, that's because a woman's body strength is generally less than that of a man's. And I know many of you say, well, I can pick it up with one hand. Well, I can too sometimes, but just don't. Um, so remember, this is not necessarily about being comfortable. It's all about being seen and perceived as a female. Many cisgender women, in particular over the past couple years, have tended to be a bit more casual in their presentation, their dress, their movements, and their behavior. However, if you want to be consistently perceived as a female, always err on the side of the more feminine approach of doing things. Now, the next area of appearance that we wanted to talk about was body language. Now, the difference is that unlike movement, which is more sex-specific behavior, body language is more gender-specific. So when presenting as a woman, keep these things in mind. Number one, women tend to get physically closer mm -hmm. to other people, especially mm -hmm. other women. They touch each other mm -hmm. more. Hug with your arms hooked under their arms if you can. No bro hugs and definitely no fist bumps. <laughs> Use your whole body to react to other people. Like if you're looking at a child and he does something funny, you can lean forward and go, oh, isn't that cute? Shake hands by putting your fingers softly into their hands, not this hard grip like many of us were taught. When standing, clasp your hands together and hold them down at your waist or below. When standing with your arms bent, let your hands hang down a bit. And please, ladies, do not put your hands in your pockets like men do. Sit with your legs crossed at the ankles. 
sit with your hands in your lap. In more formal situations, you should sit upright and a bit forward mm -hmm. in your seat. I mean, your bum should be farther forward mm -hmm. in your seat. Okay. When you're listening to others, lean in, tilt your head, pay attention to them. It shows that you're showing mm -hmm. interest mm -hmm. to them. And it's something that men don't do. Mm -hmm. Be expressive with your hands and your arms. Men, or excuse me, women often talk just as much with their arms and their hands as they do with their mouths. Now, Maggie had just recently mentioned about a more formal situation when you're sitting. However, if you're in a casual situation and you're sitting, employ the S-curve. Put your um, elbow on the uh, back of your seat. Cross your legs at your ankles or your knee. And of course, it's always fine to play with your hair. Carry things in front of you, not at your side. Remember your school days when all the girls were carrying their notebooks in front. Mm -hmm. Use your opposite hand to put your purse on your shoulder. Don't hike it on with one arm. Hold your cup of coffee or tea with both hands and maybe even extend your fingers a little bit. Allow men to hold the door for you. It saves you the effort, but it also might give you just a little bit of a rush. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ask for help when shopping. Ask for directions. We all know the jokes about men who don't stop for directions. Well, it's, it's true. It is. Oh my gosh, it's so true. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about confidence, ladies. Confidence is all about selling it. When you avoid other people's eyes, when you avoid talking, or when you talk in an overly hushed voice, you're making others skeptical and actually notice you. And thus you're inadvertently drawing attention to yourself, which is kind of the opposite of what we're trying to do. So therefore you must always exude confidence, regardless, you might be so scared inside and we've all been there, but exude confidence and trust us. It really does get easier with practice, but exuding that confidence will almost always help you present better as a female. And it's an important point to remember the lack of being noticed is actually success. That way you are truly blending in as a female. So with that in mind, engage others. Look in their eyes, smile. Physical contact when appropriate, <laughs> I stress when appropriate <laughs> is a good thing. Hug whenever possible. Women tend to be huggers. So another thing is compliment others. Women compliment other women all the time. Like Maggie, I love 
that dress. Where did you get it? It looks lovely. Um, but you should also compliment men. Men rarely compliment other men, but women often do. So for example, you could say, John, I love that color tie you have on today. Let others do most of the talking. An insecure person often talks excessively to hide their lack of confidence. Or if they're a man, they're mansplaining usually. A confident person does not feel the need to speak all the time. Also ladies, remember this, you have every right as much as any other person to be who you are, mm -hmm. please. And we have been through some of these experiences. Mm -hmm. Don't apologize mm -hmm. other to yourself inwardly or to others for just being who you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So to summarize our discussion on appearance, engage with others by looking at them, smile and display confidence, and use female body language and posture when at all possible. So appearance, movement, body language, and confidence are all skills we can develop and be used to be a, a more perceived better as a female. So before we begin our next topic on communications, Maggie and I are going to take a break and check what comments may be on Facebook. So if you give us just a second, we're going to check the comments and hopefully you have a couple questions for us and we'll try to answer them right now before we move on. Okay, so we got a couple ladies on, Erica, Georgette, Bronwyn, um, Cassandra even gave us a little thumbs up. <laughs> That's nice. Um, let me see. Um, Bronwyn, you had said that you thought some of these were good suggestions, but you said that they are perhaps a little bit too submissive. And that's a good point you're bringing up. We are purposefully discussing very overtly feminine characteristics for those who want to be the most feminine. So if that's not yours or others way you want to be received, that's great that's just not Maggie and I, so we don't have the perspective to give a, a you know, better comments for, you know, a, a, a less feminine approach. So our, our discussion I is clearly focused on it, like ultra feminine characteristics, but you might be able to take some of these, maybe there's some things in there, because you might be in a situation where you feel a little bit uncomfortable, um, you know, in your female appearance and you just say, gee, I, I got to ramp it up a little bit. So I don't know, maybe the skills we're talking about will help, but if not, that's okay. We, we understand all ladies come in all types. <laughs> that's true. And you can, you can be as feminine or as unfeminine as you want to be, but we're trying to point out that in order to be more consistently perceived as female in this world, especially when you might be lacking in 
um, you know, you've got broader, you've got broader shoulders, you've got more masculine features to your face, you have a voice that is uh, that is a little bit low, things like that. These are meant to be things that you can do to sort of push the other person, the observer, put that in their mind that you're that you're feminine. Mm -hmm. Okay, it doesn't. We're not trying to suggest that you be. Um, what was the word? Submissive. That, that, that was, was the word. Yeah. Was the word submissive. It's just that to be, you want to be as feminine as you can, so that you are perceived as female. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, we're getting a couple more comments now. Um, so, um, so Bronwyn kind of clarified a little bit. She said, "I was thinking more about professional versus purely social." And perhaps Maggie and I's presentation is more in the social aspect, but you know, it can also come across in parts of the professional world. I, I was in a very professional um, life in my former life, so I get it. You don't. You're, you're not necessarily ultra professional in your. Uh, or ultra feminine in your professional right. And then Georgette um, brought up about how, you know, she tries to strike this balance, but she wears dresses all the time. And I've seen her in those dresses and she says how she's very much accepted by uh, women. So I think that's great. We, we all find the right balance for us. So each of us is, is, is different and that's great. And then um, uh, Grace brought up this is an interesting perspective. Um, submissive is a part of our new lives. As a trans woman, we are giving up some of our former male privilege. So I, that's interesting. I had never thought about it that way, but I, I agree. Um, Liz, um, Liz Tattersall is talking from a cisgender perspective, which is great. I love having comments from everybody and says, um, she was commenting how we're spot on, on on several things that she takes for granted. And Liz, I cannot agree with you more. I don't care who you are, confident. It's all about confidence. So um, Liz was reinforcing the confidence part, which I think is so important. Um, yeah, I agree, George. So when I transitioned at work, submissive doesn't work in a in a very male-oriented environment, and I, you know, whether we like that or not, I, you know, it's it's a reality. So we all have to adapt to our environment. So we might be at work till five o'clock, but then we're going to a party, and we, you know, whether you're cisgender, trans, whatever, you you adapt to that. So it's a very very good point. If I can say something, one of the things that is what we're trying to to give here is that. These are nonverbal cues. These are yes. things that people, without thinking, as mm -hmm. you're going through, the, going down the aisle, or you're just you're dealing with people on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Like I said, they're not really looking at you. But if you look in a more masculine way or act in a more masculine way, you may draw attention to them that you don't want. Whereas if you tend to be a little bit more on the feminine side. They're just in the back of their head without even thinking. They're going to say, "Oh, it's just another woman." <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're going to continue and uh, keep the comments coming. Uh, we love them because you'll get tired of listening to us girls talk. So keep the comments coming. We're going to go to our next section, which is on communications. Then we'll take a pause 
we'll talk about anything in the communication area. And then if we have some time, we'll just talk about whatever you all want to talk about. So, um, so Maggie, let's get started on communications. Okay. Oh my God, ladies, the nemesis we have all faced, the dreaded telephone call. <laughs> we begin talking and almost immediately we're called sir. Mm -hmm. Well, the person on the other side <laughs> has only your voice to go by. And so they have no other reference point. And so that's why on the phone, that is when we are most likely to be misgendered. Again, it points back to what I said earlier, that if someone, when they actually see you in person, they may hear the exact same voice, but they're taking visual cues from you that say, oh, well, maybe male, maybe female, mm -hmm. but oh, that definitely looks like a woman or that she's mm -hmm. definitely acting mm -hmm. like a woman, okay? So yeah, we try to raise our pitch just a little bit to mask our male, male voice but it often was very little success. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like getting all into Maggie's speech here. Um, so when it comes to sounding female, most of us focus solely on pitch or how high our voice sounds. Pitch and resonance are two of the main components of a person's voice. The problem is, for most of us, and definitely me, there are often, often some hard physical limitations on how much we can do when it comes to feminizing our pitch and our resonance. But wait, there is hope. There's more. <laughs> there are two other components to speech. That's intonation and elongation. Intonation is the rising and falling of pitch within words, phrases, or sentences. It's more or less the opposite of monotone. Mm -hmm. Many of us have, may have heard the expression that men tend to speak in a more monotone mm -hmm. way. I know I've had a few teachers mm -hmm. that have spoken in a monotone <laughs> way. Men tend to speak in a manner that is like that. Women, on the other hand, their voices tend to be more in a sing-song manner. Their range of pitch, their range of intonation, even though it's all at a higher pitch, is still their range is still much wider mm -hmm. than a man's on average. They also tend to write in sentences on things like a rising note, or as if they're asking a question. Um, and then there's elongation, the extending of words and phrases in a sentence. Women tend to draw out words longer than men. They say things like, how are you? And you're so sweet. But men tend to speak more tersely, clip the endings of the words, and typically end a sentence on a down note. So while we may not be able to optimize our pitch and resonance, we can use intonation and elongation to compensate. Now, the other area where men and women, there are distinct differences with respect to communication is in 
the things that they say, the choice of words and phrases that they use. I think if you listen to a conversation, you will find that women often will say certain things that men don't tend to say, and um, men vice versa. So in addition to how women say things, there's also what they say. So things that they might say are things like, I'm sorry, or oh, how cute, how adorable. You're so thoughtful, thank you so much. A suggestion for you is to watch some of your fa uh, favorite female celebrities, but age appropriate, of course, and copy some of their phrases and also perhaps copy their style. That's a good place for all of us to start. Yes. Oh, yes. If you want to practice and want to learn more, watch those who you admire. Mm -hmm. so, so getting back to that telephone call, your voice just may not cut it. That's true mm -hmm. as far as sounding as a female. But you can counteract a, a weak female voice by doing a few things like, number one, mm -hmm. immediately introducing yourself. Say, hi. This is Maggie, or mm -hmm. I'm Maggie. Mm -hmm. Use a cheery tone. Um, call them by name if you can. Women tend to try to do that a little bit more often, mm -hmm. especially if they, if they want to interact mm -hmm. with them. They like mm -hmm. to talk to people. Ask how they're doing. Um, ask about the weather. You know, in other words, chat them up. Mm -hmm. um, men don't usually say any more then they really have to when mm -hmm. it comes to doing things like that. Now, and by doing these specific things, just those few things, you are putting the other person on notice that they just might be dealing with a female and they should act accordingly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tonight we discussed a lot of things regarding appearance and communications. Maggie and I have a few concluding remarks and then we'll take some more questions at that time. So if you're doing or saying some of the things we've discussed tonight, but it makes you uncomfortable, that's perfect. It means you're moving in the right direction. You're getting out of your comfort zone and you're now moving into the territory of cisgender woman. So being uncomfortable at first, believe me, it's a good thing, even though it's like, ooh, I'm scared. Take the time to observe and listen to, as I said earlier, listen to women you admire for their femininity and model your approach on them. Trust us, and we've said this before, it will get easier mm -hmm. as your skill and confidence levels increase. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, ladies, practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. And so that it becomes second nature to you, practice even when people aren't watching. Mm -hmm. I cannot recommend that more. Mm -hmm. I know that when I'm at home and I'm talking to myself, which I do from time yes, to time. Yes, she does. <laughs> I might say, I try to speak in a feminine voice or I might say, oh, Maggie, what did you do that for? Mm -hmm. You know, just to cement that idea. Mm -hmm. And it does become second nature mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. um, the ability to communicate 
your femaleness, using all of the skills you have acquired lessens the role of any one particular skill that may be weak. Therefore, a weakness in one skill you may have can be counterbalanced by the combined effect of all the skills you develop. So remember, ladies, it's not about this or that. It's about the total package. And once you have that, there you can have a little weakness here or there. Nobody's going to notice. So to end it sort of, as I said earlier, in their day-to-day -day lives, people usually see what they expect to see. If you can develop these skills and use them effectively, people will not just see what they tend to see, but they will also see what you want them to mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. And that, ladies, is just another woman. Okay, Maggie. Well, that was the end of our prepared comments. We're going to check Facebook now, and we have some more time. So hopefully we have some more comments. Just give us a few seconds to catch up where everybody is. While she's checking that, yeah. I yes, just want to say <laughs> that I just want to say that I hope that our presentation will help those of you who mm -hmm. have been feeling insecure or unsure of your female presentation, or who just want to make it a little bit more convincing. Um, as as uh, Linda had said, you know, one size doesn't fit all, and you can be as unfeminine as you want, want to be, if that's how you want to be comfortable. This is meant towards to people to try to make them feel like they can fit in a little bit better, especially for those who are just starting out and really don't know where to even begin. So we hope that this will help you move forward in life with the confidence to be yourself. We've been there and we have survived. Yes. Okay, so we've, we, we have some more comments. We have a few more ladies joining us. Some new ladies are Brittany Love and um, Cindy um, Grace Miller and um, Ashley Glennon has uh, joined us, Michelle Backhouse. So we have a few more ladies. Congratulations, thank you for joining us. Okay. And um, so a couple of things. Um, some comments and questions. Um, I love this, Grace. This is from Grace Ferris. Um, remember someone's old ad slogan, just do it. And I like that. <laughs> I guess that was the Nike. But it's right. It's like, just put yourself out there. Practice. Just you have to try hiding in a shell. I did that for years. And it made me just go crazy. But when you go out there and try and practice, it gets much better. And Another thing Grace added, I was just own it. Just, and that I believe gets to the confidence, you know, own it, just you are you. And as Maggie said, don't ever be embarrassed on who you are. Um, had, there were a couple ladies who had a couple comments about using um, like telemarketers or customer service people to, to practice on. I love that idea. It's like, yeah. you gotta talk to them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and someone had, um, well, actually, two ladies, I believe, talked about what you had mentioned, Maggie, which is um, lead with your name. Yes. And that, and yes. that kind of That's sets a very the important thing. Especially if, very you're, important. especially if you have a traditionally female name. Now, if you're, you're Joe as a guy and you're 
like J.O. Joe is a female, that, that might confuse them a little bit. But if you have something that sounds feminine, I, I think that is a good way to, to lead off the conversation. It kind of sets the tone. Um, Bronwyn was saying about how intonation and elongation are good concepts and are relative easy to implement and that that's actually our that, point that's the point there's so many like i am horrible at pitch and resonance but i try to make up with other things and hopefully it hopefully it works <laughs> yes but not and some of us are great at pitch good for you but not all of us are so um yeah that's good um let me see um think a lot we're kind of um you know kind of reiterating things we've just talked about um oh georgette had a good comment if, if women don't make yourself uh, um i'm sorry Georgette. if women don't make yourself lead men will walk all over you so it's almost that confidence thing be confident or yes. somebody will walk all over you. <laughs> but you can be feminine mm -hmm. and confident at yes. the same time that's yes. the whole point it's the total package. Mm -hmm. Oh, Grace couldn't couldn't uh, resist. Uh, this is a good one. Grace said, uh, "said We should all practice on the guy who keeps calling about car warranties." <laughs> I get a hundred <laughs> of those a day. <laughs> so, um, okay. Um, well, I think we're running out of comments. We're happy to keep talking, but uh, just don't see that many more questions or comments at this moment. Um, I tell you what, we'll start our wrap up, but we'll check one more time and see if there's anybody else in there. So um, as we get into the wrap up phase, I'd like to express a special thanks to Cassandra Storm on behalf of all the sisters of my feminine heart cast. You've done so many great things for our community and we deeply appreciate it. So thank you, Cass. Um, and if anything we talked about tonight was of interest to you um, and you have additional questions because we do have a limited amount of time we're working with, please feel free to reach out to Maggie or myself via Facebook Messenger and we're happy to answer any questions or just chit chat about things. Um, we were talking to Cass earlier uh, before we started tonight. Now this is up to you all, but if, if she said she was open to it if the sisters of my feminine heart just wanted to kind of have a facebook i mean excuse me a, a zoom chat because tonight was kind of a social yeah social. social uh where we all get on and talk about things or share experiences i think Cass thought she might be open to doing that in the future so that's something for you all to think about and perhaps bring up to Cass if you think that would be a benefit it, it, it can be all of us not just maggie and i just talking <laughs> um and um, I'd also like to mention some special events coming up that are uh, only available to club members only. So if you're not a club member, it's time to sign up. Um, so these are two events that will be occurring over the remainder of February. Um, next Tuesday, we'll be live streaming a spotlight on our sister, Danny Butler. Many of you know Danny. Um, she's a retired U.S. Marine and firefighter and is also a very active advocate for the transgender community. So next Tuesday, you'll have the opportunity to learn a lot more about Danny's very interesting life. 
the week after that, on that Tuesday, my dear friend and stylist, Lindsay Taub, will be teaching us how to pack for the upcoming Keystone Conference. So you'll be able to join Lindsay on Zoom and ask her questions and get feedback on things like what to wear or how to prepare for Keystone, which is actually coming up pretty soon, I yes. think. Um, so uh, before we say goodbye, I'm gonna check questions one more time. <laughs> And again, if you have any after we sign off tonight, we're just connect up with us and we'll do our best to get back to you. Um, Ashley Glennon was talking about own the room, which I think gets to the confidence thing. It's like, yeah, just be, be yourself, be proud of who you are. It's, that's great. Um, well, thank you, Bronwyn. Ronwin said, we did a good job, girl. <laughs> Thanks. Thank <you. laughs> That's nice to hear. Oh, my gosh. So did Cass. Thank you. Well, we hope, and we really do hope that this helped in some way. We know a lot of you ladies are very accomplished um, and may not need some of the advice we have. As we spoke earlier, it may not be your thing to be ultra feminine. That's okay, too. But if, it, if even one little thing helped, a few of you ladies that it then that made us feel good so um maggie and i would like to thank each of you for your time tonight we love you all and goodbye bye-bye <laughs>